Welcome to Zichru Daf Simani, member by Ram Goldai, and today we're going Baba Kama Daf Ein Zayin, the seventh parak Maruba. So the three topics we're going to focus on, and one the Gemara provides a source that Rabbi Shimon holds called Omed Dami. Anything which stands to be redeemed is considered like it's already redeemed. Rabbi Shimon taught in Abraisa, the meat of a shechted parduma conveys food tuma, although it was prohibited in benefit. Since it had a moment of fitness, meaning there was a moment after shechita when it was considered permitted in consumption. Reish Lakish explains the shasa kosher, the moment of fitness, based on Rabbi Shimon's ruling, a para aduma may be redeemed after shechita upon its pyre. Although it was shechted properly, if a nicer cow was found, Rabbi Shimon holds the first could be redeemed, becoming chun and permitted in consumption. Although this did not actually take place, its potential for redemption renders it susceptible to tuma, proving that Rabbi Shimon holds kolomadritos kapadui dummy. Point number two on Daf Ein Vab Amidav, Rabbi Yochanan said that a thief pays Dal for shechting someone's valid carbon in the Migdash. Rishlakish disagrees because the Pasik says, Utvacho Umacharo, and he shechts it or sells it comparing the two acts. This teaches that Dal is only paid for shechting, where it would be paid for selling it. But wherever it's not subject to the penalty of Dal for selling, it's not subject to Dal for shechting. Since it's impossible to sell a carbon, a thief is not liable for dal behave if he shechts the carbon. These Amarim follow their opinions in reverse case. A mocher trefa, if a thief sells a trefa, which cannot be eaten even when shechted, according to Rabbi Shimon's opinion that a shechita which does not permit consumption does not constitute shechita, Rabbi Yochan says he's liable to dal behave, for although it's not subject to dal behave or shechita, it's still subject to dal behave or selling. Rishwaki says that since he would be exempt for shechting it, he's also exempt for selling it. And pointing with you, Bryce taught that one who steals and shechs kalim, a crossbreed between a goat and a sheep, pays dal the hay. The more I said, the Pasik uses the word set and ravatad, wherever the word set is stated, it's only to exclude a crossbreed. Why then would a thief pay dal the hay for shechting a crossbreed? It answers that the X word o in an ox or a se includes a crossbreed. The more as the word O in Shoro Kesev, a cow or a lamb, excludes a crossbreed from being used as a carbon. So why is O used here to include a crossbreed for Dal Vehei? Rav explains that each Pasuk is darshan according to context. In the Pasuk of Dal Vehei, the word O is written between an ox and a seh, which cannot be crossbred. So a crossbreed of a sheep and a goat would not have been included on its own. Therefore, the extra word O is darshan to include a crossbreed. Regarding Corbanus, where O is written between a sheep and a goat, which can interbreed, a crossbreed would have been included on its own, so O excludes it. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara provides a source. The Rav Shimon holds, Anything which stands to be redeemed is considered like it's already redeemed. Rav Shimon taught in Abraisa, The meat of a shechted parduma conveys food tuma, although it was prohibited in benefit. Since it had a moment of fitness, meaning... There was a moment after Shechita when it was considered permitted in consumption. Reish Lakish explains the Shasa Kosha, the moment of fitness, based on Rabbi Shimon's ruling, a para aduma may be redeemed after Shechita upon its pyre. Although it was shechted properly, if a nicer cow was found, Rabbi Shimon holds the first could be redeemed, becoming chun and permitted in consumption. Although this did not actually take place, its potential for redemption renders it susceptible to tumah, proving that Rabbi Shimon holds kolomadritos kapadui dummy. 
Point number two on Duff Ein Vab Amidav. Rabbi Yochanan said that a thief pays all the hay for shechting someone's valid carbon in the Migdash. Rishalakish disagrees because the Pasik says, Utvacho Umacharo, and he shechs it or sells it comparing the two acts. This teaches that Dalva is only paid for shechting, where it would be paid for selling it. But wherever it's not subject to the penalty of Dalva Hay for selling, it's not subject to Dalva Hay for shechting. Since it's impossible to sell a carbon, a thief is not liable for Dalva Hay if he shechs the carbon. These Amarim follow their opinions in reverse case. If a thief sells a trefa, which cannot be eaten, even when shechted, according to Rabbi Shimon's opinion that a shechita which does not permit consumption does not constitute shechita, Rabbi Yochan says he's liable to dalve hey, avogav de leis betficha, eisib mechira. For although it's not subject to dalve hey for shechita, it's still subject to dalve hey for selling. Rish Lakish says that since he would be exempt for shechting it, he's also exempt for selling it. And point with you, Bryce taught that one who steals in shechs kalim, a crossbreed between a goat and a sheep, pays dalve hey. The more I said, the Pasik uses the word se and ravatad, wherever the word se is stated, it's only to exclude a crossbreed. Why then would a thief pay dalvehe for shechting a crossbreed? It answers that the X word o in an ox or a se includes a crossbreed. The more I said, the word o in shoro kesev, a cow or a lamb, excludes a crossbreed from being used as a carbon. So why is o used here to include a crossbreed for dalvehe? Rav explains that each Pasuk is darshan according to context. In the Pasuk of Dalvehe, the word O is written between an ox and a seh, which cannot be crossbred. So a crossbreed of a sheep and a goat would not have been included on its own. Therefore, the extra word O is darshan to include a crossbreed. Regarding Corbanus, where O is written between a sheep and a goat, which can interbreed, a crossbreed would have been included on its own, so O excludes it. All right, so now we go to Simidaf Einzein, and understand Simid is an A's, a goat. So here goes. The stolen goat standing right next to the meat of a paraduma, which conveys Tumas Ochlin, since it had a shasa kosher, was sold as a trefer which would exempt the thief from paying Dalva hay, since he would be exempt if he shachted it. Unlike the time he stole and sold a geep, which is a crossbreed of a sheep and a goat, and was told he would have to pay Dalva hay. Once again, it's motion. The stolen goat, goat, that must be run duff. Ein sein, A's. The stone goat standing right next to the meat of a paraduma, which conveys Tumas Ochlin, since it had a shasa kosher, which reminds us, the more provides a source that Rabbi Shimon holds called Omen Liftos Dami. Anything which stands to be redeemed is considered like it's already redeemed. Rabbi Shimon taught in Abraisa, Parmatame Tumas Ochlin, the meat of a shechta paraduma, conveys futuma, although it's prohibited in benefit. Since it had a moment of fitness, meaning there was a moment after shechita when it was considered permitted in consumption. Rishwakish explains the moan of fitness based on Rabbi Shimon's ruling, a paraduma may be redeemed after shechita upon its pyre. Although it was shechted properly, if a nicer cow was found, Rabbi Shimon holds the first could be redeemed becoming chulen and permitted in consumption. So, the stolen goat standing right next to the meat of a paraduma, which conveys too much ochlin since it had ashasa kosher, was sold as a trefa which would exempt the thief from paying all the hay, since he would be exempt if he shechted it, which reminds us, the Gemara relates the case of a mocher trefa. If a thief sells a trefa, which cannot be eaten even when shechted, according to Rishim's opinion that a shechita which does not permit consumption does not constitute shechita, Rabbi Yochanan says he's liable dal vehei, afak of the mechira. For although it's not subject to dal vehei for shechita, it's still subject to dal vehei for selling. Rishwakish says that since he would be exempt for shechting it, he's also exempt for selling it.
So the stolen goat standing right next to the meat of a paraduma, which conveys to Mosokhlin since it had a shasa kosher, was sold as a trefa which would exempt the thief from paying dal the hay, since he would be exempt if he shechted it. Unlike the time he stole and sold a geep, which is a crossbreed of a sheep and goat, and was told he would have to pay. Dalvei, which reminds us, a bright to tell that one who steals in Shech's climb, a crossbreed between a goat and a sheep, pays Dalvei. The more as the Pasik used the word set and rubber taught, wherever the word set is stated, it's only to exclude a crossbreed. Why then would a thief pay Dalvei for Shechning a crossbreed? It answers that the X word O in an ox or a se includes a crossbreed. The Gemara goes on to explain where the word O in this context includes, whereas in another context it excludes. So once again, the stone goat standing right next to the meat of a paraduma, which conveys to Mazochling, since it had a shasa kosher, was sold as a trefa which would exempt the thief from paying dal behay, since he would be exempt if he shechted it. Unlike the time he stole and sold a geep, which is a crossbreed of a sheep and a goat, and was told he would have to pay dal behay. All right, so now it's time for four blabach hazara. Dafayin gimel. So the simmer dafayin gimel is a giant ostrich egg. So here goes. The giant ostrich egg timer, giant ostrich egg, that must be on Duff, Ein Gimel egg. The giant ostrich egg timer that was used to determine if the aiding were found to be zoning that a thief shechted a sheep, testified Tochede Dibur of the first testifying that he stole it, which reminds us that more brings the Malchuk about two testimonies given within Tochede Dibur and the second aid is says Huzam. So the giant ostrich egg timer that was used to determine if the aiding were found to be zoning that a thief shechted a sheep, testified Tochede Dibur of the first testifying that he stole it had two settings, Shalmalecha Rebbe Umori, and the shorter, Shalmalecha, which reminds us, the more it explains that there are two time frames for Tokadei Dibur. Number one, Kadei She'el is Talmud Rav. Enough time for a student to greet a teacher, which is Shalmalecha Rebbe Umori. Rabbi Yossi does not hold this time frame joins two statements into one. And number two, Kadei She'el is Harav Talmud, enough time for a teacher to greet a student, which is merely Shalmalecha. Rabbi Yossi considers this time frame one Dibur. So, the giant ostrich egg timer that was used to determine if the aiding were found to be zoning that a thief shechted a sheep, testified Tochkede Dibur of their first testifying that he stole it, had two settings, Shomolecha Rebbe Amori and the shorter Shomolecha, and had a warning to all aiding inscribed on it that said, Hachasha Tchilas Hazamehi, which reminds us, Rav said that if Adim testified that someone incurred the death penalty and he was found guilty, then they were contradicted by other Adim, rendering their Adus ineffective, and later they were found zomim, they're killed. Although their Adus was contradicted before they were found zomim, Hachasha Tchilas Hazamehi, contradiction is the beginning of Hazama, Elish Enigma, but the process was not completed. Daf Ein Dalit, so the Simran Daf Ein Dalit is an aid, a witness. So here goes. There was a lot of commotion in the packed basin when a first set of Adim, Adim, that must be more Daf Ein Dalit, aid. There was a lot of commotion in the packed basin when a first set of Adim were contradicted by a second set and then accused of being zoning by a third set, which reminds the more brings up Bryce's case of three sets of witnesses. The first pair testified that a master destroyed the slave's tooth and then his eye. Then another pair reversed the sequence, reducing the payment, and the first pair is found zoning. The Bryce says they must pay for the eye to the master, even though their testimony was rendered ineffective by the second pair. So there was a lot of commotion in the packed basin when a first set of Adim were contradicted by a second set and then accused of being zoning by a third set. As Adim were contradicted in their testimony about someone getting the death penalty were being led away outside to get Malchus, which reminds us, the Gemara says that Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Lazar disagree if Adim were contradicted and later found zoning or killed. 
the Prusa or Belezer holds they're not killed because he said, Witnesses who were contradicted about their testimony about someone's life, meaning that he incurred the death penalty, received lashes. So there was a lot of commotion in the pact based in when a first set of Adim were contradicted by a second set and then accused of being zoning by a third set as Adim were contradicted in their testimony about someone getting the death penalty were being led away outside to get Malkas past a great rabbi who was told that despite his admitting to blinding his beloved Evid's eye his Evid does not go free because there are no witnesses which reminds us Gamor brings an incident where Rabbi Gamliel blinded his slave Tevi and was rejoicing greatly because he wished to free this righteous slave but could not because of the Torah's directive to enslave them forever Yeshua informed that his admission was ineffective because there were no witnesses. This implies that if witnesses would appear, he would be liable to the fine to free him. Rav Huna responded that Rabbi Gamliel's admission was not in Basin. Daf Ein Hei. So the similar Daf Ein Hei is Amha Aretz. So here goes. The Amaretz thief, Amha Aretz, that must mean we're on Daf Ein Hei. The Amar's thief who stole and didn't realize he should admit to the theft when he saw Adim coming to testify against him, which reminds us, it was taught in Abraisa, if the thief saw Adim approaching to testify against him, and he preempted them and admitted in Basin that he stole, but did not shaft or sell it, he only pays Karen and not Kefa. Rabazabar of Shimon says, Yabo Adim Yaidu, let the witnesses come and testify, and the thief will pay Kayful. So the Amar's thief who stole and didn't realize he should admit to the theft when he saw Adim coming to testify against him, and then only admitted to shakting the animal after they testified, requiring him to pay. Which reminds us, Rav Amnun reasoned that Rav's ruling was only where one admitted to stealing and Adim testified as much, because he obligated himself on paying the principal. An admission which requires payment is a valid admission. But if Adim testified that he stole, and he admitted that he sold or shackled it, and then Adim testified so, he does pay because he had exempted himself from paying anything in his admission, since he knew his admission would not obligate him to pay Kanaz. So the Amar's thief who stole and didn't realize he should admit to the theft when he saw Adam coming to testify against him, and then only admitted to shackling the animal after they testified, requiring him to pay, was totally confused why a second set of Adam who then testified that he shackled the animal and were found to be zoning did not have to pay, which reminds us, the more brings a case where Adam testified that someone stole, and he agreed that he stole and also shackled or sold the animal, but did not steal in front of them, but before two other Adam whom he named. The first pair was exposed as Zomim, and the other Adim later testified to his theft and Shechtim. The thief pays the principal, and the Zomim pay the Kefal. Because the thief admitted to their testimony, these witnesses would not be punishable even if they are later found Zomim. The Rabbanon hold, Any testimony which you cannot refute through Hazama is not valid testimony, so their testimony cannot obligate the thief to pay the additional threefold. Sumchus considers the testimony valid, so he pays the threefold. Daf Ein Vav, so the similar Daf Ein Vav is IV, intravenous. So here goes. The thief who broke into the animal hospital to steal me Makdish the cow, hooked up to the IV, IV, that must be more on Daf Ein Vav. The thief who broke into the animal hospital to steal me Makdish the cow, hooked up to the IV, wasn't going to be high for Dal Vehei, which reminds us, the Gemara explains why designating a stolen animal as a carbon is not tantamount to selling it. When one sells to a hediot, originally it was the seller Reuben's cow, and now it's the buyer Shimon's cow. But if he sells, so to speak, he's makdish it to heaven. It was originally Reuben's cow, and now it's still Reuben's cow, meaning it's called Reuben's carbon because it atones for him and is brought for his sake. So the thief who broke into the animal hospital to steal me makdish the cow, hooked up 
up to the IV, wasn't going to pay Dalvei, like his partner who began to shech the consecrated animal that the owner had achrayas for, which reminds us in the mission, Rabbi Shimon says that one pays Dalvei, but Kadashim Shechai son, Karbonus, for which he bears responsibility. He holds that if the owner bore responsibility for the stolen carbon, the thief does pay Dalvei because it's considered stolen from his house. Because the owner must replace the carbon if it's lost, he has a monetary interest in it, which Rabbi Shimon considers legal ownership. So the thief who broke into the animal hospital to steal me Magdish the cow, hooked up to the IV, wasn't going to be Chayv, Dalvehei, like his partner who began to shack the consecrated animal that the owner had achrais for, and whose blood collecting in another IV bag to be used for his rika was considered already thrown. Which reminds us, Rebbe Lezer challenged the previous answer, since Shechita alone does not permit a carbon in consumption, rather it's a subsequent sprinkling of the blood, the Shechita was not fit and should not obligate Dalvehei. Similarly, in the last answer that he shechted a balmum, it's only permitted to be eaten after redemption, so the shechita was not fit at the time. The Quran answers Rebbe Lazar forgot Rebbe Shimon's opinion, the Ko'omid Lizra Kazarg dummy, that any blood which stands to be thrown on the Mizbech is considered like it was already thrown and it's considered permitted consumption. The Ko'omid Lito's Kapadwe dummy, and anything which stands to be redeemed is considered like it was already redeemed. Alright, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which of the one why being monkey should stolen an animal as a carbon is not tantamount to selling it to be high dog the hay? That's on Dav. Good number two. Which up to discuss doing shechita v'chun in the azara and whether enel shechita el v'sof or mechil v'sof? That's on dav. I'm base. Good number three. Which up to learn about two time frames of tochre dibor? That's on dav. I'm gimel. Good number four. Which up to learn the source that climb is subject to dal hay is from the word o? That's on dav. Ein Zayin. Good number five. Which stuff the one Rabbi Shimon said? The one pays Dal the hay for a Kadashim Shechai Bechariu's son. That's on Dav. Ein Vav. Good number six. Which stuff do you discuss whether one would be Chai Dal the hay for Shechting where selling would not be liable or the reverse? That's on Dav. Ein Zayin. Good number seven. Which stuff do you learn the Rebbe Lezer holds? Aid him to a death penalty who are contradicted. Receive Malkas. That's on Dav. Good number eight. Which daft Malchus if a thief has to pay careful if he admits to a theft when he sees Adim coming? That's on Dav. Ayin hey. Good number nine. Which daft when Rabbi Shimon holds? Ko'omid Lizor Kazarg Dummy. That's on Dav. Ayin Vav. Good at number ten. Which of them in the meat of a Shechta Paraduma conveys food to me? Although it's prohibited in benefit, Hoiva Haisala Shasa Kosher. That's on Dav. Ein Zayin. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is everybody. Ram Goldhar from Zichru. Wishing you a great day and great learning.